0: September 5th, and it's better to be a little late than show up never. Sorry, I'm a little late. I was just taping an interview with Rob Stats guerrera for his YouTube channel, and we went a little bit long, and that's why well, I'm a little bit late here today. But thank you very much for holding out, for waiting for me, and let's just hop right into it. Um, uh, look, Succession is one of my favorite shows of all time. I loved Logan Roy as a character. This is a guy who basically would decimate his own family. There is no stone he wouldn't turn over in order to win. All he wanted to do was win, and he didn't care what what wake was left behind him. He didn't care at all. Um, If the 49ers have not signed Nick Bosa, I quote Logan Roy, from the final season of Succession where he turns to his children and he simply says, you are not serious people. This is a moment in time for the 49ers where they either sign Nick Bosa or you're not serious people. You're not serious about winning a Super Bowl because, to me, Nick Bosa's prime, which at the age of 25, coming off of the Defensive Player of the Year award, Nick Bosa's prime – is your Super Bowl window as much as anything. So if you really want to win a Super Bowl, you sign Nick Bosa or you're not serious about this. You're just not. The time to win is right now. The window that you have carefully, as a franchise, built around quarterbacks on the cheap so you could spend everywhere else on your roster to make it dominant, is now. Nick Bosa is the mortgage On the entire house. The 49ers don't want to pay their mortgage. Is that what you're telling me? Is that what this is? It's nuts. It's nuts. Um, It's short-sighted. It's more irresponsible. To present. uh, it's, it's, It's more irresponsible. To the present. To not play Nick Bosa. Than it is irresponsible. To the future. To overpay Nick Bosa. I really believe that. Whatever you think Nick Bosa is going to gobble up of future salary caps, the salary cap goes up. It always does. All deals of his size can be massaged in ways that make it fit in and around future needs. And when it comes to being worried about the 49ers in terms of the future, I would like to quote Kyle Shanahan himself. When Kyle Shanahan asked about Jimmy Garoppolo said, I can't guarantee that anybody in the world will be alive on Sunday. So I can't guarantee who will be on our roster on Sunday. I mean, for a nihilist view like that, how the hell do you not have Nick Bosa? Forget about next year. This year you need Nick Bosa. One of the things that I was just talking about with Rob is I hate the mentality that, that this sets the season out on. Like if Nick Bosa really is not in Pittsburgh week one let me tell you what's going to be happening and you can say "Nah, damon that doesn't happen guys don't get that personal yeah they do yeah they do i i really do think so er, it, clearly nick bosa at this particular time is rooting for his own interests right that's it he's rooting for his own interests right now he is representing his own interests above team interests that's and that's his prerogative it's his agent's job to do that Let's say the 49ers get to Pittsburgh, Nick Bosa isn't in the locker room, he's not on the team. Do you think Nick Bosa is rooting for the 49ers that day? He's not. As a matter of fact, he is rooting for them to get embarrassed defensively. And that's the truth. And that sucks. That's the wrong mindset for the best player on the football team to have. He's rooting against his own franchise week one to better his negotiation standpoint. Because I'll tell you what would be the worst thing that could happen to Nick Bosa. The least thing he would want to have happen is Drake Jackson get the start for him. And Drake Jackson in his, uh, you know, in week one sets the NFL single game sack record. Like Nick's not rooting for that to happen in a way it just sets the entire season off on the wrong thought the wrong thought bubble and i hate that i really hate that this to me should have been handled an awfully long time ago the more that i have thought about it the more that i have tried to as larry and i got into a you know an argument yesterday morning about all this the more i've tried to look at it from you know okay so what position is larry representing here and he's talking about financial prudence and not knowing the walkaway price. And there's got to be a walkaway price and all that. Like, yeah, maybe. But I, I just, I, to me, it sounds even more crazy than it did yesterday when we were arguing about it. You need Nick Bosa. You don't want Nick Bosa. You need Nick Bosa. With Nick Bosa, your defensive line depth is an issue. Without him, now you got a problem. Now you got a major, major problem. Nick Bosa's prime is the Super Bowl window. It really is. It really is. 25 years old, his contract, to me, it should have been done first. It shouldn't be done last. The 49ers should have put the no way he says no to this or has anything more than one counter offer level of deal on the table first. Now, if the Niners did that and this whole thing is going unreasonable, well, then here's how this must end. You trade Nick Bosa to a team that then signs him to a price point that leaves the entire football world laughing at his new team for agreeing to that price point. Anything short of that reaction means you've gotten this wrong. This has a whiff of the Raiders talking themselves into a future which Khalil Mack couldn't be a part of for a price point. That's what this is kind of feeling like to me. Now, the one thing the Raiders could have at least said or put on the table to justify that position is, hey, you know, we weren't about to win anything. So to have a player like this for a team that is in going nowhere quickly mode, maybe it's not the right thing for us to do at this time. The 49ers are in a much different position than the Raiders were the year that they decided to trade Khalil Mack, right? First of all, you had the element of John Gruden coming in there and trying to throw his weight around everyone. And that was a part of it. But this is just, to me, it's, you go to the draft hoping to unearth a player like Nick Bosa. And once you have that player, you covet them, you pay them, And you watch them become first ballot Hall of Famers. You know, another thing I heard was, well, you can't pay Nick Bosa like Aaron Donald because he's not Aaron Donald yet. Yet being the key word there. Aaron Donald's at the end of a career. Nick Bosa's at the beginning of a career, right? And Nick Bosa, defensive rookie of the year, all pro, defensive player of the year. How many more of those he adds, I don't know. But what he and Aaron Donald have in common is that if Nick Bosa is healthy enough to have a career that goes into a second contract, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer if he keeps playing like this. And that's what Aaron Donald's going to be. So you can say one of these things is not like the other. Aaron Donald is one of the three, four greatest defensive tackles in the history of football. And Nick Bosa is not there yet. Yet, being the key word, we don't know what Nick Bose is about to become. But I've never seen a career start as well. Guy's incredible. He's absolutely incredible. So why you would mess around with a player who has shown you that there is no reason to doubt him, I, I just, I don't understand it and I don't get it. And you can't explain it to me in a way that will make me get it because it's, It's a little inexcusable that this guy has not done this yet. I mean, it just, it's nuts. It's nuts. So I would say to Kyle and John, you know, I got an awful lot of respect for the franchise and the way you guys have run this franchise and you've had all but the ultimate success in three of the last four years. You clearly check an awful lot of the boxes That you know what you're doing. But without Nick Bosa, you're not serious people. You're not. You're not serious about winning a Super Bowl if you're going to let a dollar amount stand between you and the services this guy provides and have him providing his services to you week one in Pittsburgh. You had an entire year to get ready for this moment. And we're five days away from the season starting. It's nuts. To me, that is nuts. Welcome to the Damon Bruce Show. As I said, what are we, Tuesday, September 5th? It's going to feel like a short week. My God, tomorrow is Wednesday, and then Thursday is our first game of the NFL season. So Happy New Year to everyone. We are streaming live on AMP as well. So if you're listening over there, fantastic. If you're listening later on in the podcast, welcome to you. If you're watching us here on YouTube or on Twitch, mwah. Thank you so much. It's great to have you here. Sip of the day right there. That was good. That was good. What is that? That's got to be exactly like 182, 177 degrees. Again, I got to bring a, a thermometer down here and find out what the perfect sip of the day temperature is. And then maybe that's something that we can take an over-under on. Because me knowing the time kind of skews the sip of the day over under. But if we're all betting on the temperature of the sip of the day, that's fair. Like all bets are action on that, right? (laughs) But by the way, I was just on with Rob Stats Guerrera. He's a smart guy. I like him an awful lot. You're looking for uh, uh, someone to talk 49ers with on YouTube. He's another page that you should be subscribing to. He was fantastic. Um, you know, he's very skeptical of the way Kyle has handled this situation, and he's right to be. He's right to be. Now, he's also very skeptical about how Kyle's handled other situations, and some of those are right. Some of them are, are, are not, in my opinion. We just had a great back and forth, and I think there's a really good video to be viewed there a little bit later on. Uh, Rob Stats-Guerrera. He's good. It is, uh, it is a, a, a non-starter for me. With Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa is a mandatory. It's not a want. It's not a need. No, excuse me. It's not a want. It's a need. That's what I'm trying to say. You are not serious people without Nick Bosa. By the way, if you want to get serious about sandwiches, right? If you want to get serious about sandwiches, it's time to take yourself to Ike's. Ike's is about as serious a sandwich as you're going to find anywhere. And with nearly 100 locations, you can get an Ike's just about anywhere. You should be signed up for their rewards program Earn free sandwiches while you're eating sandwiches. That sounds like a kind of job I would like to have one day. Uh, get yourself to Ike's. You'll be very happy that you did. Wash your cares away with some blackened whiskey, a fantastic whiskey that you can find at a BevMo or... If it's not being carried in the liquor store that you frequent, ask them to go ahead and get a case. And as a pluser, you're going to be loyal. And you're going to pick yourself up an incredibly reasonably price point on a delicious whiskey that goes well, straight up neat on the rocks uh, in a cocktail, blackened whiskey. It's great stuff. Uh, if you are serious about gambling this year. Let me tell you about Bottom Line Bets. It is a handicapping service run by a buddy of mine in Vegas. He is hot, hot, hot. If you are looking for daily, weekly, monthly subscriptions and getting advice about where to place your gambling investments, my man stefan has got really good advice for you. Find out for yourself. Don't take my word for it. Just check out his webpage right now. Go to it, bottomlinebets.com. Tell me if you like what you do or don't see. Sign up for a day, a week, a month. See how he does for you. I bet you you'll be awfully happy with the results. My man's on a heater right now. And if you don't know where to place those bets, let me suggest... MyBookie.ag, especially if you live somewhere where they haven't legalized gambling yet, online gambling yet, MyBookie.ag comes offshore, which means make sure your credit card is approved for an international transaction just to make it more smooth for you. But MyBookie.ag has been around for years. They are a trusted source. They pay on time, and it's an awful lot of fun. It's a great website that has all sorts of gambling funds, tricks, bells, and whistles attached to it. They get this thing where you could literally do this, like, Super Bowl roulette where you get, you know, like, plus 1,200 on a team. And if you hit the Kansas City Chiefs, you got the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl at plus 1,200. Like, that, there is some fun attached to it. There's a casino attached to it. And if you attach the promo code DAMON to your sign-up, you're going to get 50% off deposit match up to $1,000 and a $10 casino chip to play in their casino, which is the same as any casino floor you have seen. All the games that you got on a casino floor, they got for you there as well. So check it out. My friends at mybookie.ag and use promo code Damon when you sign up. Uh, one of the comments that I've had lately, one of the requests, I guess we can call it, from um, from just the you know the either the chat line or comments that people have left on some of the videos that I've done because it's all been very Niners heavy leading up to Niners season, of course is Damon, I wish you'd branch out and cover a few more teams you'd you know what about the Raiders? They used to play here. there's a lot of fans that are still here and I get it. look I I think that the Raiders are going to be interesting through the prism of what does Jimmy Garoppolo look like now out from underneath Shanahan's umbrella? What kind of year does Josh Johnson have? um or not Josh I'm or, or, <laughs> Jacobs. And uh, and and how long is Josh McDaniel going to be someone who cranks out a lot of points, enough points to get over a defense that's always working? But I think the Raiders are coming in fourth in their division. I think they're in a tough division right now. They're in a tough division with the worst quarterback in that division, and it's going to be rough going for the Raiders this year. It's never going to be easy. And then there's this story. Today, just to let you know that there's never an awful lot of harmony to be found in Raiderville. Chandler Jones posted and has since deleted an Instagram story where he has gone online saying that he no longer wants to play for the Raiders because he can't even get into the team's facility to work out. And Why do I got to go to a gym to work out when I can't get into the facility? I don't like my coach, my GM. I can't get anyone on the phone. What the hell's going on here? So, you know, another day of smooth operations in Raiderville. I don't know what's going on there with Chandler Jones, but there was a little something weird this morning for sure. You know, I don't want to offer up expert coverage on something I'm not an expert in. I'm an expert in one football team. That's the San Francisco 49ers. Someone's like, well, Damon, why don't you cover the Chicago Bears a little bit more? They're the team you grew up rooting for. Well, yeah, they are. And they got a long uphill battle all year in front of them, too. I don't think we want to get into the minutia of it right now. Let the games begin. And we're going to have plenty to talk about. And thank goodness, games begin on Thursday. I'm ready. I'm ready. I did see today, though, talking about other teams, that Jerry Jones was commenting on Dak Prescott's future. And he basically said he expects Dak to be in Dallas for a really, really long time. Jura saying all the things on his radio show in Dallas today. Well, look, Dak Prescott is set to count as $59.4 million against the salary cap next year. And extension talks, you know, really aren't happening around Dak Prescott right now. So let me tell you what Jerry really means is that this is a big year for Dak Prescott. Okay. <laughs> This is a really big year for Dak Prescott. It's either the year that he plays himself into the Cowboys future or off of the Cowboys roster. That's what we're looking at for Dak. It's a massive year for the Cowboys because it's either going to be, they're going forward with what they've got, how they've got it, or they're back to the well and resetting the whole damn thing with a new coach, new quarterback and everything is new except for Jerry who is ever present to screw it all up. Now, The whole, like, Dak's future is either going to go on or end. What does that mean for Trey Lance? Well, nothing this year. Obviously, nothing this year. Trey Lance could be better situated next year going into the offseason if they make a decision that is extreme on Dak. Um, If it's extreme to the point where they're extending him, that's not good for Trey Lance. I just think Trey Lance is a bad fit for the Cowboys as they're currently constructed. Again, why would Jerry Jones make a trade for an inexperienced, very expensive backup quarterback where if Dak Prescott is on the team next year and Trey Lance has a fully guaranteed $5.3 million salary and Dak's making fifty nine point four, what you have is two guys in a quarterbacking room combining for $64.7 million by those two themselves. That feels feels like uh, an awful lot of money to be spending on two quarterbacks. So the move that Jerry made, again, without even talking to his head coach about it, great way to go about GMing a team, Jarrah. It's something else. It's really, really something else. So where are we? I'm going back to 1106. That's the uh, latest chat I can uh, pull up. Uh, under on the sip of the day, he already had an interview. Oh, no, we, no. look at it this way. Any sips on other shows will never count. For the official sip of the day to happen, it's got to happen on the Damon Bruce show here on the Plus. There will be other sips of the day, but those aren't the sips of the day, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Rockin' New Era 84. I don't think the 49ers can win a Super Bowl without Bosa, and neither do I. Neither do I. I think they're going to be a good team. They're going to be a good team. With or without Nick Bosa. How about this? They're going to be a good team without Nick Bosa. With Nick Bosa, they have a chance to be a great team, and you got to be a great team to have a chance at a Super Bowl. So that's where they need to be. We'll get into a little club blues here in just a little bit, but I wanted to let you where know where we are here uh on the chat line we will get to the rest of you in just a little bit but i see Irwin, skills true blue forever ray lord lot lot of usual suspects in the room today and it's always good to see all of you if you're new to the room welcome welcome it's wonderful to have you here my name's damon please hit the subscribe and like button and every single time i say that out loud i die a little on the inside so please just do it automatically notify too yeah I don't like saying that either. We got to salute one of the best to ever do it. Did you see the tweet today from Chris Mortensen? The Mort Report being a part of NFL primetime when Chris Berman and Tom Jackson were hosting what used to be, you got to watch it every night, uh, football show on ESPN, NFL primetime on Sunday nights was just mandatory viewing. I mean, we would put it on when it would come on uh, in my dorm, in my fraternity, in the apartment that I was living in, and you didn't turn it off. Like, you'd watch it five times in a row if ESPN would air it five times in a row. It's like how they used to be, before they embraced debate, they used to play Sports Center like six times in a row in the morning. You used to watch Sports Center six times in a row. The world was different, kids. It really was. And ESPN used to be good enough to where you'd actually sit there and watch it six times in a row. Chris Mortensen tweeted today, excited about another NFL season, but it's time to reveal after my 33rd NFL draft in April, I made a decision to step away from ESPN to focus on my health, family, and faith. Chris had had some health problems recently. The gratitude and humility is overwhelming. It's not a classic retirement. I'll still be here talking ball, but it's just time. God bless you all. Chris Mortensen. Bravo, sir. Bravo. Chris Mortensen pivoted from being an ink-stained wretch into a camera-front-facing talent, and he was excellent. He was Adam Schefter before there was Adam Schefter. He was... State-of-the-art, in the early and mid-'90s, Chris Mortensen, the Mort Report, was mandatory. Mandatory viewing for football fans. It truly was. And um, I've met Chris Mortensen a couple of times. He's been on my show several times. Total gentleman. Really good guy. Chris Mortensen. So uh, he is deserved, or earned, A fantastic retirement. I hope he indeed has one. Uh, A couple of other things before we slip into Club Plus today. Um, And, uh, geez, I haven't even programmed in any songs for the amp show, so we'll see how long that goes. Again, I I told Rob that I, I had about a half an hour for him. We went about an hour because we were having so much fun chopping it up. I got to today's show a little bit late and I got caught with my pants down a little bit. I am wearing pants, though, so you're welcome, America. Uh, Speaking of pants, the Giants got de-pantsed at Wrigley Field yesterday, obliterated in Chicago Monday afternoon, a two-hit shutout for the Gigantes. The Giants have scored one run in their last 27 innings of baseball, a total of 11 hits over their last three games. They've lost four in a row. The entire team is in full-on dobber-down mode, And look, just a few weeks ago, they were the top team in the National League wildcard chase. Now they are six games back of the Phillies, who, when the Giants were in Philadelphia, losing to the Phillies, um, surpassed the Giants as the number one team in the National League wildcard chase. Now the Giants are six games back of the Phillies and they're one game back of even qualifying for postseason play so if the baseball season ended today the giants would be out and look there's not a lot of time for second guessing had all of my first my first guess guesses basically had not been so clearly expressed i'm not second guessing i was first guessing What was the single most pathetic deadline move ever? And what do you know? AJ Pollock has officially been DFA'd by the Giants. He was the single most available, therefore, pathetic move that Farhan could have made. It's literally the least he could have done. And by the way, this isn't an indictment on AJ Pollock. I'll bet you when... Whoever walked into the Mariners' clubhouse, the Turk, whoever, whoever did that, whoever walked into the Mariners' clubhouse to say, A.J., you've been traded. I guarantee A.J. Pollock was like, what? Who would want me the way I'm playing the season that I'm having? Who's trading for me? Well, it was the San Francisco Giants. I mean, this isn't to be mean. This is to be accurate. A.J. Pollock goes down as one of the worst deadline moves in the history of Major League Baseball. The man never even reached first base. Not once. He didn't get the Giants 90 feet of offense. Not once. The team became instantly worse when they started putting him in the lineup and that is a trajectory that they have yet to recover from. Basically, Farhan walked into his clubhouse on the day of the major league trade trade deadline. Said, "I got you, A.J. Pollock," which was the easiest way to admit I don't believe in any of you. I don't believe this team is going anywhere anytime soon. We're dead on arrival. I'm not investing. I'm not trade. I'm. We're done with this year. The look on the Giants' faces when they heard that their new teammate was A.J. Pollock. I wish I had that team photo. They must have been saying, what? What? what?" So there you go. Game two at Wrigley starts at 440 on the West Coast, and uh, it's on TBS. So there you go. If you're looking for the Giants today, they're on TBS. It is Tuesday. Feels like a Monday, though, right? I hope you had a good Labor Day, but it is Tuesday, which means it's time for a little quick Otani Tuesday before we get into Club Plus. He is uh he's been DHing ever since his elbow issue flared up. Yesterday he was pulled from the lineup because of an oblique issue. And let me tell you what, Anaheim, you've done enough to waste this guy's career. You shouldn't have the right to waste another at bat of it. You should shut him down. Team Otani should demand to be shut down the rest of the way. His agent has said the plan is to go into this offseason, repair his elbow, and then eventually pitch again, but he will be available to DH opening day next year. In other words, as Ken Rosenthal points out in his story, his agent basically said Here's a clear message to any and all suitors. Otani's having surgery this offseason. He'll be ready to hit for you on opening day. And then at some point down the road, he's going to want to pitch again. And that's the player that you're getting. So negotiations begin at half a billion dollars. That's what's going to happen. And since we haven't had any good Otani news in a long time, I wanted to give you that on an Otani Tuesday. So there it is. I hope you uh, enjoyed the show. Again, I'm sorry for getting here a little bit late. I know that there's an awful lot of conversation. I see the chat just scrolling, 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 ticking up, ticking up, ticking up. up, So there's a lot going on. Let's get to what you want to say and have to say in just a moment. But we'll tell everyone listening on the podcast, it was a pleasure having you here today. And please do remember that sports don't build character They reveal it and like that, he's gone.